This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Coming to you live from the glamorous environs of the Days Inn Michael Wood service station here on the M5 between junctions 13 and 14 to be precise. Uh, not where I spent most of my Friday nights, I feel I should say, because my wife is listening just downstairs. But we are here for Clash at the Castle. Yes, the first WWE stadium show in 30 years. You might well have heard about it. And how could I possibly attend such an event without my other fellow special relations who are coming to me down the line from an undisclosed, probably best it's undisclosed, location in Newport, Wales right now, coming Callum McDougall and Ben Locke. Evening. Hello. Good evening. Uh, room 103 in the Travel Lodge yes. in, uh, in Newport, Wales, to be precise. It is down the road, I am I'm led to believe, from a nice microbrewery. I cannot confirm nor deny whether I've been there or not, but... We are here, live on location. We we also cannot confirm if we met a few wrestling fans all day and just been chatting to them yeah. and stuff. There is, there is a buzz about the whole country, it seems. I'm not sure if buzz is the word I would be using quite to describe your own state, Mr. Callum McDougall, or let alone anybody else's, but there we go. I'm going to say you chose your own <laughs> words advisedly. Uh, I should say, everybody, there will be plenty of Clash at the Castle programming coming your way from the Special Relations. Um, September the 10th, there'll be a full on-site reports plus a post-show review as well but for now we're going to give you a quick preview over the few minutes we have before these two well <laughs> do whatever they've got planned for the rest of the day let your imaginations run wild <laughs> hey i'm just going to go down and watch room 101 in my hotel room mate so clash at the castle gents uh, let, let's keep this on brief so generally are we excited about it and what can we expect either of you either of you go well i feel i feel it's necessary for me to go first i feel yes we are, we are um, personally um, very excited and we can expect the greatest WWE champions is Bruno San Martino to be recrowned and we will we will acknowledge him as the undisputed universal champion of the world. Here we go. Yes, but in all seriousness, I think we're going to, like this, this card's shaping up to be something special. It's... Um, like it's looking really, really good, and it's different. I mean, it's we're actually getting a pay per view here after what 30, 30 years. So, um, and you know, Drew being being the new WWE champion is the cherry on top of the cake there for me. For me, it's ben, a slightly more impartial view, which shouldn't be too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's it's a six match show so far as we're recording this, uh, but five matches of it I think are of absolute of absolute quality the other match isn't exactly a kick in the teeth but you know if you need a if you need a pee break that's your match you're gonna pick but like kind of this feels like an actual pay-per-view rather than a quasi raw or a quasi smackdown like those old style uk pay-per-views used to be it really does. I mean, when you look at One Night Only, which I think is probably the last WWEF pay-per-view we can really say was a proper one in this country. Mm. No, it was canonical. They built it on TV. All the pay-per-views we got twice a year between 98 and 2003, and I know this because I've been reviewing them in my other life, they don't <laughs> feel especially important. I mean, there was one in November 2001 that happened to be headlined by Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock, and they still couldn't yes. convince me even there. Do you know what I mean? But here, yeah, with yeah. even the card we've got, it it feels like they're putting the effort in, even though maybe they're not. But you know, perception is reality and all of that, and it's just coming across as an important show, which I think is fantastic. 
Yeah, well, not ten minutes ago, me and Ben were having a discussion about who Tiger Ali Singh faced on, <laughs> like, Capital Carnage and, and, and No Mercy 1999. I mean, we, we, we thought he faced Steve Blackman at one point, and that was a Nelson, that was a Mandela effect. They apparently didn't face him at all at any of these, but. It's like, you're, you're, like, we were treated to some heat-level, shotgun-level crap over the years. And yes, they have their thingy, they have their, their, their place, and they have their novelties like like Vinnie Jones saying that it's going to be emotional. Be and, but yeah, this is, this, is, this is the real deal. This is different. This It feels to me like this is a quote-unquote proper show. Does that seem hate for you? feels like a quote-unquote proper show. So yeah, I agree. proper... Proper matches, proper feuds that have been built up on TV. You know, you're not just getting, you know, Billy Gunn versus Mankind just for the sake of it. You're getting actual pay-per-view level matches that you'd expect from this company. And you know, they've got the superstars and they've got the they've got the booking and the you know they've got the guy now in charge who can who can deliver these matches. I think that's the important part of it for me. Yeah, I mean they were they were glorified pal shows. Let's be honest about it. they were televised yeah, pal shows on Sky yeah. Sports on a Saturday. Let's be honest. Yeah, this one is a proper in canon storyline built pay per view or PLE, whatever you want to call it these days. I'm looking at the card and they've given all of these matches plenty of build. They all feel important in their own way, and it just happens as if it's an still a B level pay per view. I must be honest, looking at the card, but you know, no matter it's September, it's B pay per view time. I'm okay with that. It just happens that this is fallen at the start of september where they're having a uk pay-per-view if that makes sense yeah. it's, it's both things yeah. they're putting on a special show for us which is fantastic but i feel this would be the pay-per-view card they put on in the states which is great yeah, so we're being not, treated we're getting yeah. special treatment and we're not if that makes any sense yeah there's not there's not a lot of change here that wouldn't be on the pay-per-view. so would i expect a drew McIntyre Roman Reigns match to headline that pay-per-view or Extreme Rules. Yes, I would. Mm. Do I think we're going to get Seth versus Matt Riddle at Extreme Rules? Yes, I would. You know, you know, there's only a few people who are missing off the show and they can't be here because of, you know, other reasons b- due yeah. to their due to their extracurricular <laughs> activities. Yeah, I mean, the, the only one that you can think would be shoehorned in is Drew Roman because of where it is um, Andrew being the quote-unquote hometown guy, despite it being approximately 500 miles. Although the UK still counts. UK yeah, still counts. Although to be fair, there is two brothers from Edinburgh that I think we probably walk that distance to see Drew McIntyre win, <laughs> win the title. Um, but oh, yes, there you go. Um, but yeah, this is that. This is as you say, Rory. This is a pay per view that is happening. This is a pay per view that could have happened in. Hamilton, Ontario, as opposed to Hamilton fucking services in, in, in the middle of Lanarkshire. This is just, it's a, it's a pay-per-view that just so happens to be happening in the UK. We got we got, we got got Unforgiven 2003, for God's sake, so don't complain to me about September or B-level pay-per-views <laughs> with this. I've got to watch Unforgiven 2002 next week after this. We're going to be crashing back to Earth, so I hope this weekend yeah, lasts fine, as long as it possibly not, can. That- that's got that um, that's got that Edge Guerrero match. That's pretty good to be fair. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> that's, 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 I'll put up with that and the stupid Rick Vire heel turn, which I will not put up with. Um, let's do a quick uh, match by match then. Uh, this is the card according to Bleacher Report. I should say at twenty one twenty six local time on Friday the second of September. Subject to change and all of that. I'm just gonna I'm gonna work up in reverse order, Callum. So well, if you oh, haven't yes. shot your bolt already. Uh, <laughs> Just, just get that, just get that erection bigger and bigger, Rory. He's in my hotel room, so let's not let's let's not go with that chat, please. Yeah, if I do a preview for this pod blast, those twenty seconds will be the snatches of audio I use. Right, so uh, Edge and Now, 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 Edge and Ray Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. What do we think? Quick prediction and general thoughts. Oh, it's Edge and Mysterio. So yeah. we're, not, we're not getting Dominic. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's just straight oh, tag. It's well, a straight two on two tag match. Well, that is fucking. That is that is perked me up a wee bit. Oh, that's fucking delightful. Um, <laughs> I, I don't get to see, well, and for unfortunately, I don't get to see Rhea dominate Dominic. Which I would, think you will. Which I think is, you will. Well, hopefully, well, not not hopefully because I'm sitting next to you. Oh yeah, but, please. Um, but yes, that's that. This is a wee bit of intrigue. Um, Nice to see uh, Balor will get a nice pop, obviously, but 
Yeah, Edge, Edge and Rey Mysterio reunited after all the years. That's that's got to count for some. So yeah, that's going to be a banger. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Edge and Rey Mysterio on that one. Yeah, it's it's going to be great to see Rey and Edge together because you know up until a few years ago they were one half of my favourite tag match of all time. So mm-hmm. that's going to be great to see them two together. I'm going to go for a prediction of Rey and Edge to win to set up the match with Finn at Extreme Rules, because I presume they're going to be having a, a stipulation and wild fight at that pay-per-view. Yeah, this one's got a way to go, but I think you could put the faces over to do that. I yeah. think Edge and Rey Mysterio putting them together is an extremely smart move to do that in this country, given the advanced age of some of the audience, I might say, and I, I include at least two of our number in that as well. So pairing Edge and Rey Mysterio up after 20 years, I think is a very smart move. Okay, you can debate the value of nostalgia, whether it should still be happening in 2022, but let's face it, it does. So you might as well do it. And yes, well, I think Edge and Rey... Sorry, Will. Just, just a quick one. While we're on that subject, like me and Callum, you've been on about it tonight. Like the amount of people we have seen, mm. like from here in Newport and then even in Bristol when I was on my way up. And like you say, old style, old school fans, new school fans, you know, people with the AEW Cardona shirts on, people with old school Austin shirts and whatever on. So mm. I, I, think there's a, I think there's a whole gamut coming to this show yeah. this weekend. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about this. We, 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 we will do some live reports from the stadium. and We'll be able to do a, do a sweet bit of a head count. Uh, Seth Rollins <laughs> versus Matt Riddle. Uh, probably the best built match, I would say, on the card so far. Uh, yeah, so I, I again, you know, with, with Extreme Rules in mind, I can see this going to a double DQ for the actual yeah. match. But the build again. itself, the build itself has been fantastic. That pro, I mean, that promo the other night, that is... That is Triple H booking 101, that promo. It was absolutely brilliant and for both of them. And I, I think the match will be superb, but I would not be I wouldn't be totally shocked if it entered the double DQ, to be honest. I think so too. Callum? Yeah, no, same here. I mean that's that I, that that more than anything was was the one that said me this isn't this isn't a this isn't going to be a super showdown. Saudi or Australia show. This is going to be something that's like proper canon because you have that promo. You don't have that promo on your flagship show and not have it be something proper. Um, this is going to be yeah. This is just going to be a fight more than anything else. Um, I think this could be this could be could turn out to be one of the matches of the night if they do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I can see. Oh, see, I don't know whether that's going. Riddle Riddle should win. Riddle should win. Rollins might sneak it because he's a shitbag, but yeah, double DQ is probably the way to go in this one, but I think this could be the match of the night in all honesty. I'm okay with a full arena broadcast after 15 minutes here. I think it fits the feud where we are so far, and it has only really just begun in that respect. But I yeah. still think it could be the match of the night. So, uh, although this is a bit of a contender to Gunther versus Sheamus for the IC Championship. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a Thingy. So if you watched, if you watched um, Gunter's, uh, no, sorry, Seamus's promo for BT Sport, I mean, he's all about. He's going in this one as the. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, given who he's uh, aligned with, probably the faces in this one. Seamus is is the, like a, a sort of hometown boy, um, in in the UK, obviously from the UK, like obviously the, the sort of the extended home nations, if you want to include Ireland in it. Um, but this one is just going to be uh, this one's just going to be hard hitting. This is going to be right up our alley, I think. But it's just two guys beating the ever loving shit out of each other, and I'm I'm here for it. So if this is going to be if this is going to be a sprint where they're just going to batter each other, or it's going to be a long one where they just it, it's just going to be the guy who survives that wins. I'm 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 all over this. I do think that probably Gunther's going to win it, but. In all honesty, I think we'll win if it's just these two guys beating seven sh- seven shades of shit out of each other. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say like obviously with present company because this is a match I'm most looking forward to this weekend. When when this match, like we all knew, Roly, um, sorry, um, Roman versus uh, Drew was going to happen. Uh, when this match got announced, I was like. Yes, this is this is my money right here. This is this is exactly down my alley. Exactly what I want to see. Two guys, hard hitting style, gonna beat the living, you know, I will swear, gonna beat the living shit out of the other. And I am here for it all. Like, 
how red are their chests going to be? We'll all take bets in the stadium, but how red are their chests going to be after this? Um, For me, yeah, Gunther wins because he's the new star and they need to establish him. But, oh, it's going to be absolutely fantastic because their styles... It's one of those weird matches where you know their styles are going to match. It's not like... Not one of them where you're thinking about it. It's like, you know, these are gonna, these guys are gonna be fantastic together. I mean, we, we might as well still be in Newport, given where our seats are, but we're still gonna be able to hear the chops. So I guess oh, it's a win-win, oh, really, isn't oh, it? Yeah. We're gonna, oh yeah, we're gonna, good, we're gonna, good gonna be we're gonna clinch, and they're just gonna be absolutely disgusting. But they're gonna be tremendous. Yeah. All right, it's time for the levels of tumescence to be matched. Maybe Bailey Dakota Kai and Io Sky versus Bianca Belair, Asuka and Alexa Bliss. Shall we go to Ben first on this one? I was going to say, I will, I will, I will uh, cede the floor. Which one would you like me to talk about first, Rory? Talk about the match, please, Benjamin. So the match itself, I think, <laughs> is going to be a tremendous match. So let's be fair, you've got, you've got all six of them can go in the ring. So, bit. Alexa's only there because Becky's injured, and I think we're going to see Becky at some point because it's—I say only—it's only a shoulder injury, isn't it? So she will, yeah. she can be there in, she can be yeah, there so. in prison. There's no way Becky Lynch does not appear on this show. But like the skill level of the six women involved, I, I think it's is going to be absolutely great. Damage control have been fantastic. I'm, I'm here. You know my feelings about EO. That just goes out saying, but I'm all here for Bailey as well. She is. She is knocking it out of the park at the moment. And she has been she has been really since probably since COVID happened. It was actually with the stars of the COVID, of the COVID period when it came to WWE. So I think this is gonna be an absolutely fantastic six man six man six woman match. And uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it tremendously. CD? Uh, and I will pick damage control oh, yeah. to win because they lost on Monday night. Yeah, indeed. C D. Um so I believe this is thing here. So are we I don't think Bailey has wrestled yet, has she? Since she's come back, I don't think yeah, she's. Yeah, she was on. Like, yeah, she has. I should. Who is she? Who is she against? Yeah, she had one match on the wall, I think. Did she? Yeah. So we're we're getting sort of the pay per view comeback, which is you know lovely. Um, Dakota Kai, I think she cut her teeth over here, um, so this is sort of a homecoming for her. And I think if you saw her, she was pretty. Like, she had a very emotional yeah. tweet saying that. Three weeks ago, as of SummerSlam, she didn't know she had, didn't know where she was going to be working, and now she's going to be working in thing, thing two stadium shows in a row. Thing with Dakota is, and I'm, I'm, you know, a bit more with the NXT stuff. She can go. Yeah. She just hasn't had like Triple H believes in her, and she hasn't the chance to go on that level. But she's she's got everything like the intricate storyline. Like, you know, we were discussing we were about mm-hmm. Tegan Knox might make yeah. it appears. We don't know. We, that's something we 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 just decided. Like, she's from Wales. She might Wales, rock yeah. up. Mm. But that storyline was tremendous, you know, and D- Triple H knows the character can go. There's no way, you know, when you're picking people to come back into the company, she was one of the ones. And it's it's a worthwhile move because, like I say, she can deliver. I think you've got to have, I was very surprised that, I think you've got to have Bailey's crew running. Yes. Because uh, I'm very surprised they didn't go further in the women's tag Tournament that was very very strange I, to me. I think the women's tag. I just think that's just an excuse for Sasha and Naomi. I do think. So I do I think so. I don't yeah. think. I honestly don't think that mattered who won that. So I think that's just a mechanism to get. But you've got this new hot women group. Hot as in hot. You know. <laughs> hot in both ways, yeah, everybody. It, hot in I, both ways. We've got. We've got a lot of momentum behind them. I think. <laughs> but if you're looking at, if you want to repeat, if you, I mean. If anybody wanted to fantasy book a six women tag match, I think these are probably six of the women yeah. you pick. Yeah, like I say, the only reason the only reason Alexa's in there is because of Becky's not there, mm. and Alexa's not exactly a kick in the teeth. Let's be no. honest. Yeah, it's a, a curious one. This I and a lot. This is one of the first matches added to the card as well. And a lot of people were a little miffed that Bianca didn't have a title defense on here, and I can kind of see that, but. If you want to get a damage control, which is a fucking brilliant name, by the way, if you want to keep yes. them over, a pay-per-view like this is fine. So, and you don't need to have a, every title defense in every single pay-per-view. If you've got other stories to tell, you don't have to do it. And I'm okay with it on this occasion. We do have one women's championship match, though, for the SmackDown women's title. Probably the one match was a little little bit underwhelming on paper. Liv Morgan against a reheated Shayna Baszler. I'm, yeah, this is the one that doesn't really jump out to me. I've got to be honest. What do you think, chaps? Yeah, that's when 
I think that now that they've started, well, recently they've started flip-flopping between since Mania will not have the women's title defended on every show, we'll flip-flop between them. And it's the SmackDown women's title that's had the go this time. Now, this one, and purely by process of elimination, this was the one that I don't have the most intrigue in. This may be the one where I go for a tactical toilet break and maybe the tactical a tactical trip to the bar. This is not, but I mean that I, I I use that terminology because it's not it's not a piss break match. It's not yeah, one no, where no. it's just by process of elimination. This is the one that I want to see the least. Um, I think this one's a funny one. Liv has obviously got a bit of momentum behind her with the money in the bank and, and people have been behind her for a while. But I think Triple Shayna being an NXT person, I think Triple H has got this as uh, that she's one of Triple H's girls. So this this could go either way for me. But I do think that Shayna might might edge this one. I I personally think Liv wins it. I think going on to what Carl said, I think. The reason Shane is there is because she's a Rona person, not not necessarily a Triple uh, H yeah, person. Yeah. And I think that's where it is. I think that's where the money match is. Maybe I don't know if it happens at Extreme Rules or Survivor Series, but I think that's where they go for the rematch. Um, yeah, I'm with Callum. Like like I say, there's five out of six matches I'm here for. This would be the sixth match, but this ain't a this ain't a piss break match. This is this is just a match you're just least interested in of the, yeah. of the six. It's not like, so these girls are going to go and you know they're going to go because yeah. Shane is that good. And like I say, under Triple H's booking, it's going to be, it is going to be a good match. But is it going to be, am I going to probably watch the entrances and then go do, go somewhere else? Yes, that's probably going to happen. I'm going to be honest. But, you know, that's not, that's no, how can I put it? It's a victim of circumstance. Yeah, it's, I'm not being disrespectful to the girls. It's just there's five matches more I'd rather see. That's, yes. that's all it is. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm in a lot of minds about this one, to be honest. It feels like Shayna Baszler is the challenge of the month for Liv Morgan. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe that Liv Morgan is a challenger of the month champion yet. And it's one of those situations where they're using the belt to get her over rather than the other way around, and I don't think it's quite worked yet for her. She's from what I say, you see far more of these things than I have. She's given it a role in the ring, no question about that. And I think Shayna will offer her quite the match here, but it's not really happening for Liv at the moment, and that is a shame. Yeah. But um, I think the match could surprise a couple of people. Yeah, I mean, I'll be watching I, I, I've else. said this for a while. I, I personally thought Liv should win the Royal Rumble, for example. So I've, I, I've been on the Liv train for a while, to be honest. She ain't as bad as people make her out to be. Let's put it that way. She's fine. Um, She's fine. I, you know, but I think the match is her versus Ronda in a proper match, you know, not just yeah, not the money in the back co- contracts co- catching. So, you know, obviously the rumor is Ronda hasn't travelled over. So if Ronda hasn't yes. travelled over, then I am pretty, I'm pretty sure in my mind that Liv's going to win this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anything else anybody wants to talk about on the card before we go? Uh, I, don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything else, is there? Anything else? <laughs> Yeah, the main event's about your piss break for some of us. Oh, yeah. But not me. That thing, that thing. (laughs) We could talk about Triple H on this morning. No, we'll we'll, we'll save that for, um, we'll save that for our NASA tomorrow. Come on, let's have a predict, come on, let's do it. Come on, come on, let's have it, come on. Give me a cup of lunch here. Well, he's watching this to be a pod blast. It's just turning into a full-scale podcast. (laughs) So, Drew McIntyre, born... In Ayrshire, in... Born and raised! In Ayrshire. No, no. I'm cutting the podcast in two minutes, so you better be quick, Callum, on this. We've, we've, we've all heard it before, haven't we? This one, <laughs> as soon as this was announced, you knew what the main event was going to be. I think at this point in time, there's no one else that Roman can really... And it's, it's a nice... I, I, we've been talking about it for a while, um, that there's no one really that Roman has... There are very few people that they built up to Roman's level. Drew is one of the few that he could they, they could probably do. You've got Brock, you've got maybe Bobby Lashley, but they've done such a I think they've done such a poor job that of building challengers to Roman that I think this is a nice happy that this is actually again a not a, a victim of circumstance a nice happy coincidence that they have this show tonight and they can actually right move on from Roman Reigns because he's been the champion for two years he's beaten everybody. Drew's one of the few people that he's not beaten in sort of this, apart from the Survivor Series, which I know Ben has got a bit of an issue with anyway. 
But I think this is a nice, happy coincidence for them. D- Drew has to win. I mean, if they don't win, not only for not only for storyline purposes, but for the safety of everyone else in that building. Because if Drew McIntyre doesn't win, I'm burning that place to the fucking ground. Okay. And we're going to be sat next year. People listening. People listening. The Millennium Stadium is a is a lovely stadium. Yes. It will not be there this time next year if Drew McIntyre doesn't it won't win. Be this, it won't be there this time on Sunday. No, Sunday morning you will see catastrophe in Cardiff, Wales as man burns down the Millennium Stadium. Um, why am I wishing? But, why am I wishing it wasn't there now? <laughs> I am. Um, I mean, Drew has to win. If this is, if this is. And I don't, I don't see. I think, I think Triple H is the type of guy who booking. And as we've said, it, it being predictable isn't necessarily the worst thing if it's the right thing to do. I think now is the time to strike for Drew. And I'm not, and I'm not just saying that because it's Drew McIntyre. I think now is the time to strike. You've got a big stadium show. You've got the hometown guy. You need to move on from Roman at some point. Everything, the stars are aligning. Drew's got to win. The episode of Speculations I get spoken most about is the episode we did last September, which is when I went on my, you know, modern day wrestling rant. And I mentioned then about Roman Reigns and what level he was on. And like Cam says, if you aren't going to do it now, when are you going to do it? Oh, he might face the rock at WrestleMania. Well, great. Doesn't need a belt but, for that. Doesn't need a belt for that. Well, does, A, he doesn't need a belt for that. And then, B, the night after WrestleMania, what then? What the then? Rock, uh, the Rock's not going to win the belt. What then? Right. So, well, it can happen anyway, but never mind, carry on. I understand that CM Punk, but this is kind of what I get to. But under the new regime, I don't think this is going to be so much of a problem. It's been two years and I wouldn't and I wouldn't just be saying this if it was because Cam is I'm not I'm not a massive Drew man. I like Drew like, but I'm not like like you were able to say that when we weren't saying oh yeah, yeah 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 that was that like that was like foot apart yeah I can't <laughs> say that now but so what the point I make it is I'm a fan of Drew but I'm not like oh my god he needs to win tonight but this is the right time it's been two years you've got to show a bit of weakness if I'm being honest, is the way I would do it. We know the Usos can't be there for DUI reasons. So the, the way I would do it, I would have Sammy costing the title or even Kevin Owens costing the title. Because then you've got a ready-made feud right there. They can go split off. Yeah. And then you've got a feud between Drew and Karrion Cross quite easily could happen. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the way I would there. do it. That's the way I would do it. The, the, the storylines and the feuds would dictate that tonight, or tonight is recording this, that's when it should happen. Now, if that is when it's going to happen, that's another matter for another game. But under the new regime, I think it will happen. Because I think Triple H will be like, two years has been quite enough, thank you. (laughs) That'd be pretty rich, wouldn't it? Drew McIntyre isn't going to win. Fuck off. Whether he wants to or not. No, tomorrow what's going to happen is Drew's going to win, Drew's going to win, and I'm going to cut a Ric Flair promo for the for the YouTube and just go, with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest yeah, night of my life. To be fair, Rory is going to be a going to be a big pool of water at some point during this show. Well, what else is new? Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I need to, it's a good. It's a bit of a shame, but I'm not actually editing this podcast. It's going out warts and all. A shame for you too, oh. got to be honest, because you're you're you're, you're like a professional. <laughs> no, it's um, one. You're an asshole. Well, let's, <laughs> let's be fair. Quickly in closing, because I know we're not going to talk about the other bits, but it's going to be a great weekend. You've got the NXT show Sunday yep. afternoon. You've got yes, all yes, out yes. Sunday night. It's going to be absolutely off the chain this weekend. Yeah, and we'll not only have one clash at the castle, we'll have two clash. We'll have a clash near the castle as 
as the as the great as the great meetup between two excellent podcast networks could be happening. Yes. Near, near the Millennium yes. tomorrow. And what's the link between the two of them? Podcast legend. <laughs> yeah, fucking asshole. He's the he's the glue that holds everything together. <laughs> Somebody has definitely changed their tune, right? I'll be meeting you this time tomorrow, and it will be, regardless of what Callum thinks right now, it will be a pleasure, at least for Ben and I. Good morning, good night, America. Friday night's been great. Saturday night's going to be off the chain. Oh, dear. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. And welcome to the first of who knows how many entries into our Clash at the Castle audio diary here on the Place to Be Nation Wrestling Network. I am one third of your special relations, Rory McNamara, and I'm just in the final throes of packing everything, or rather my wife is, before we embark on our journey to attend the first major WWE UK stadium show, yada yada yada. You've heard it, you've heard it. But despite that though, I remain thoroughly excited by the prospect. I mean, I'm attending a WWE pay-per-view. A proper one. Sort of. Something I never thought I would ever have the chance to do. And even more importantly though, and no they didn't tell me to say that, I will be meeting my fellow special relations Callum McDougall and Ben Locke. They themselves travelling from uh, two corners of this sceptered aisle before the three of us can finally put the rusting world to rights in person. Yes, three years after our first show we will finally be sharing a pub, a stadium, oh did I mention a pub, together. And not a second before time, I tell you. Right, I'd better just finish putting the little one's play gym away. Or rather, my wife is. And I'll be back later when we're on the road. So we are now officially on the motorway. We've reached the M5. And now the journey really has officially begun. I've used officially far too many times in that sentence. You can tell that I'm not really switched on for podcastry at this point in time. But I'm sure we'll get there over the next two days or not. So 64 miles until our destination, the glamorous environs of the Days Inn at Michael Wood Services. We're just passing a service station now. It already looks very enticing. Uh, Burger King, Costa Coffee, Greg's. And we've driven past it because, of course, we have. Uh, we will be reaching for the snacks very shortly. Uh, hula hoops. Or imitation hula hoops, I should say. And lots and lots of imitation bridges as well. Again, just look it up. Um, back in about an hour uh, with another update. Hopefully even more thrilling than this one. And I, I, <laughs> Admittedly, that's quite a task. Goodness me, the things you learn. Did you know that grease from sheep's wool is called lanolin? Did you? Don't give me that. No, you didn't. Yes, as I hope you've already guessed, we were working through the Take a Break mini crossword puzzle collection on our way down here, and we didn't complete one of them properly. But I've learned something new today anyway, something very, very important It's going to stand me in very good stead. Uh, in other words, we've just very nearly made it to the hotel now, as you can probably hear the tick, tick, tick of the indicator in the background. I want to give you that real live experience, you know. Um, we've just been talking about how much food we're going to have, and we've decided on big food is the exact description of what we're going to have. Um, so if you can visualise that, ladies and gentlemen, then that's what I'm going to be tucking into in as short amount of minutes as possible because I am freaking famished and you really didn't need to know that. Um, we're going to be looking around the room first, I suppose, maybe. Just get that out of the way, just sling everything in. Ba- ba- baby <laughs> baby stuff included, then just head straight to Burger King. This is how we do it. Oh, good evening, Place to Be Nation. Well, we did eat. We did eat extremely well. It's now 10 o'clock at night. We ordered our food at 18.13. And we only received it at 21.50. Well, that's not quite true. It was actually half past six, but it felt a lot, lot later. A lot, lot later. A lot, lot later, as my esteemed colleague has said right now. Somebody did get a few extra chicken nuggets out of it, though, so she was quite happy. There we go. So it's not all bad after all, is it? So here we are in the hotel. Lights are out now, all three of us. Myself, the darling wife and our daughter. Mm. are ready to catch some sleep. I have just finished recording the Place to Be Nation 
what's this thing called again? Special relations. Yes, that's right. The special. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Long weekend. The special relations pod last preview of Clash at the Cast. I'm going to edit that a little bit uh, with Callum McDougall and Ben Locke. Uh, I will be meeting those two guys for the first time tomorrow, which really is quite something. As I said at the very start of this program, but it's even more something now because I predicted that Drew McIntyre is not going to win against Roman Reigns in the main event, and Callum oh, yeah. McDougall took that probably as well as you can expect so i think a wide berth might need to be happen i'm not expecting the the warm handshake i possibly was beforehand there might be a bit of knuckle cracking going on maybe he'll try to do the same to me as well and we'll fail obviously but yeah that's it tomorrow is clash at the castle and it feels it feels really quite strange in the best possible way finally the ww pay-per-view i'll be finally attending and it's actually here and i'll be waking up on it tomorrow i'll be traveling to cardiff tomorrow morning and even though this was mooted probably about a year ago, that it was going to be a proper bona fide UK WWE pay-per-view, it was only officially announced four or five months ago. And now here it is. And it's it's taken some getting used to, I must be honest. I don't think I'll really, it will truly sink in, as they say, until I walk up the stadium steps tomorrow with the boys. But we'll see what we wake up to tomorrow. I'm sure I'll give you a breakfast check-in because I know you're looking forward to that one. Because there are only, there's only bacon rolls on offer here at the service station. And, you know, it needs to be something a lot more substantial than that. Mm. And um, it's going to be the big one tomorrow. So stay tuned for some live stuff from the stadium. And it's good night from Rory, the podcast legend. Good morning, troops. It is exactly seven o'clock. Ah, and good morning, somebody else chiming in. Hello. Yeah, I've got quite the crew with me this morning, as you can probably, as you probably already worked out over the last uh, five, six minutes of recordings. Yes, I'm doing a doing a podcast. Buddy's doing a podcast again. Oh, what those stupid things again? Yes, he is. <laughs> Oi, I heard that. So you can probably hear the kettle whirring behind me, and boy, what a beautiful sound that is at seven o'clock this morning. After not the clearest night's sleep you've ever had. Isn't that right, little baby? But hey, we'll still love you, boy. Yes, we do. Um, anything happening today? Anybody? Anything got anything lined up for the evening? Any plans? What are we going to do? We're going to head. We're going to head to Wales today, aren't we? We're going to go to Cardiff Bay. Have a little walk around there. Uh, you're going to go to our hotel in Newport and um, just see where the mood takes me, I suppose. In about the hours between six o'clock and ten o'clock. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with the flow, you know. A bloody lovely, isn't it? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna say that one real well, as either. Clash at the castle, mate. Additional, why do kettle hotels take so bloody long to boil? Crusoe Cymru, 36 minutes away from our destination, which is going to be the Cardiff Central Railway Station car park, I believe, because we're going to have a little walk around Cardiff Bay, as I mentioned yesterday. Uh, but otherwise, there we go, just crossed over the Seven Bridge, and it's even realer than it was last night that I'm going to be going to a WWE pay-per-view, and I am now sharing a country with what I believe we are duty-bound to call WWE superstars, or a principality, depending on who is listening. And that really is quite the... I thought it was headfuck is the quiet expression, really. I mean, I've only ever been to two house shows in my life before. Uh, May 2017, headlined by a triple threat match between AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and Jinder Mahal, and the show that somebody not too far away from me now attended in November 2021, headlined by, can we remember? Ugh, Austin flipping. He can go all night, theory. Fuck off. Austin Theory didn't headline, but he was in a match. Hopefully he won't be headlining later on tonight as well. More on that later. Uh, but the headline match was Biggie against Bobby Lashley in a tables match. I had to think myself for a minute there. Randy Orton was there, I remember that bit. Randy Orton was there teaming up with Matt Riddle, yes. I thought you might remember that. Yeah. See what I'm up against, ladies and gentlemen. I have no idea if this is going to work and you probably can't hear me, but who am I accompanied now by, ladies and gentlemen? Who is this to my left? Hello! It is, it is Drew McIntyre's number one fan. I'm here. I'm ready for some history tonight. Loving life in the middle of Cardiff. I really should have come to you first, man, am I right? Well, probably, but uh, hello, podcast land. Um, it's Ben here. Um, really gutted and upset. I'm not seeing the Usos tonight, but I'm, uh, I'm having a pint and just about recovering, so I'll be okay. For those of you who haven't worked it out and how lucky you are, yes, I'm finally here with Callum McDougall at Benlock. The special relations have united after two and a half years. This auspicious occasion has been greeted by them having a pint of fizz each. You know, we did greet each other with a hug, but you know, just all on the down low, you know, just be 
<laughs> we want to pace ourselves. We're going to be in each other's company for at least another eight hours. Yes. And we want to get that right. But everybody, yes, the special relations are here. More from us later. Maybe. Woo! So, as you can probably tell by my voice, we've done some extra work for the Resting 20 Years Ago podcast. I will be resting my larynx very, very shortly. And I'll tell you what, Ricky Steamboat in 1986, his throat wasn't as bad as mine is right now. Absolutely not. And it's only, do, you're not going to do much shouting, are you, with that voice? Probably just as well. And it's only quarter to five. The show's 75 minutes away, so we're going to need to be nursed through the next few hours. So I'm glad you're going to hand over to Messrs. Callum McDougall and Ben Locke for the next couple of minutes of recording. Um, gentlemen, I just want to throw to you now for a general prediction of what you think we're going to get over the next uh, four or five hours or so as it's customary I'm going to come to Ben first on this one I'm going to allow Callum time to gather his thoughts let's say that <laughs> so Ben just in general your thoughts on Clash of the Castle and what we're going to expect and how great it is to be here go, go to the happy happy joyful person first right. I mean the first thing to say is you come here and it's just I mean to quote Grill Monsoon is, it is a happening it's it's just a sea of people and in the best way possible and don't do this wrong way anybody like just seeing these amount of wrestling nerds and that's the word I'm gonna use. It's just you can tell you're in you're in with your people and it's just it is fabulous because you've got and it's you've got the full age range, so you've got the mums and dads who have come with the kids because the kids are into it. You've got people my age, lot kids who have come because they're gonna see they think they're gonna see the new show. As for this show, like I say, it's a six match card at the moment. I don't think any of the six matches are gonna be stinkers as one that I'm not particularly looking forward to seeing as much as, but that's only because I'm not looking forward to seeing it as much as the other matches. So it's, I think it's going to be a good show, and you know, I think it's going to be as good a show as we we, we could have hoped for. To be fair, without without seeing Becky Lynch in a match and that going to have because of injuries. Do you think she's going to turn up? I well, let's bring it this way, here So here why would he? Why would she not come? I'm not, oh, don't. Well, after that treaty's in well, one day parenting, I think now I will throw to Callum McDougall. I believe nannies are still a thing, maybe I'm wrong. Ask Vince Russo. Callum McDougall. <laughs> I, I, think, I think a transatlantic trip for Seth is exactly why she's not wanting to come. I'm actually, yeah, she's got a bit of time to be Get fair. Get a bit of time to herself. Yeah, yeah, a bit of time to herself, yeah. Well, it's, I, it's, it takes a special event to get the Kevin Prince, Kevin Pressman Barmy Army together. In one place, um, I've, I've been to obviously house shows. Can't compare. Been to Raw when it was live in Glasgow, and again, can't compare. This is there's a buzz around the city, and it's a it's a cracking city by itself. Always a nice, always a nice atmosphere around Cardiff, but even even more so today. That it's just there's a you can this has got a big big show feel. Big match, John would would not be out of place here. Um, so you've, you've yes. This is going to be this is going to be a very very good few hours we are going to have here. Um, irrespective of what happens in the main event, I will say I've probably still enjoyed myself. But yeah, I mean, who's going to who's going to say the line about the main event? Should... Well, I can't say anything right now. But I'm going to say it, ladies and gentlemen. We discussed this long and hard the main event. And if you listen to our preview show, Callum and I discussed it very long and very hard indeed. Yeah. And not the normal length and hardness good. that Drew McIntyre discussions normally throw up for Mr. Callum no, McDougall. Good, not, good morning. I was and not, Ben was in the room with him. I was, I mean, in It Cam, was a very rough time, let me tell you. I mean, normally, I mean, given the sounds we're in, I would normally say that Drew McIntyre makes me as hard as a totem pole. However... Um, that was not the discussion we were having last night. I'm not going to ask if you're on the top of the bottom of the top pole at this point. But we are going to do this. You've convinced me, Callum. And every... Oh, I can't fucking talk. Everybody. <laughs> that's how he has probably got this voice. The podcast legend has lost his voice. Mr. Met- that's just fucking meant to happen, wasn't it? The podcast legend loses his voice. But... Drew McIntyre is going to win. Whether he wants to or not. So we've now just sat down up in the gods, as you would expect for podcast legends like ourselves. And yes, I'm including you two in the podcast legendary category. But gentlemen, describe our seats for the Patriots. Uh, Carla, what have we got? Uh, so we are, if you're watching, I imagine, uh, I'm trying to figure out where the hard camera would be. So we are probably the other side from where the hard camera is, in the top corner on the left-hand side as you're watching. We have got some pretty damn good seats though. Uh, nice clear view of the ring, nice clear view of the entranceway where Drew will be going up with two belts later on. Uh, yeah. bother. I think I think we have got some cracking seats here guys. So we are we are on the upper deck, which we all knew about anyway, but this is one of those stadiums, there is a bad view in this stadium to be honest. And where the entranceway is, so we're probably about 
five or six blocks away from the actual entranceway, would you say? I think that's about right. Yeah, you can already hear the atmosphere is already building up in here. I'd probably say it's about three quarters full already in here. And we're, we're an hour away from start time, I should say. Yeah, so we're an hour away from start time. Don't know if we're going to get anything dark match-wise. Actually, I don't think it is when anyone's actually that bothered, to be honest, about that. But, uh, you know, the DJ's playing, the world's flags are on the way, Clutch the Castle look beautiful there. The entranceway looks great. Yeah, absolutely fantastic seats. So when does the Manic Street Precious kickstart? I expect at least an hour's worth. Come on. Hey. I've come all this way. I've only seen them 19 times. Do we get Gorky's Icosic Monkey as well? Oh, they do a support, yeah, I'll have yeah, some of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really trying to think of a manic spun here, but I'm, I'm struggling. We have got a design for life here, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, all right. Go. Well, given our audience on this podcast, we'll settle for that one now, okay? Pretty weak, but, you know. It is. I, wasn't, no. I, I literally just thought of it. Know your crowd and all that. Well, we can't have it with a wrestling ring in the middle there, so like everything must go before oh, the managed street pixels come on. I will. I will say to our audience that you love us, so you know we're doing this. <laughs> we're doing this for your benefit, Wait, really. <laughs> that is a winner. That is an absolute winner. Uh, that's a lot better than me saying they're not going to be here tonight because they're in Australia. We will never ever be love sweet exiles, everybody. I could be sat by Kevin Carter, but I'm not. Oh, no. come on! You're doing so well until that point. Finn from MASH! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't called Finn from MASH. Yes, it was. Suicide is painless, or Finn from MASH. Yeah, exactly. You're going to find out that suicide is painless very early, Gav. You're not careful. <laughs> right, beer time. Let's go. So, we've just watched the pre show match, which Ben was really getting into, by the way. But so much so, I'm going to let him tell you who contested it and what happened. So it was uh, it was Madcap Moss and the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy and Callum's not here. We can mention his name. We oh can yeah, say him. Austin Theory. Austin yeah. Theory. Austin Theory is in Cardiff. Austin can... Theory. Austin Theory is in Cardiff. <laughs> we can confirm that. Um, match was perfectly good. Perfectly good pre-show fan. As an insane move from Montez Ford towards the end. Yeah, that was a belt. What, what would you describe it as? Like a somersault? A, 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 a flip neck breaker? Yeah. Perhaps that, appropriately, it was the kind of thing that Brett did to Bulldog accidentally at SummerSlam 92. Yes, so yes. with four of the people in front of him. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what they were going for. But no, yes. well, Brett wasn't going for it at the time, so maybe, that, maybe that's part of it. It got the crowd fired up. They made sure they brought the faces out first, and yeah, as soon as and like, as soon as Theory came out, I think the place, I think we know where tonight's going towards the end. Whether it actually happens in Callum's worst case scenario yet we don't know we don't know the absolute final chapter but I think we know where they're heading yeah I think the the quill has been dipped in the inkwell should we say that Ben? yeah and uh, I'll also state that as you can probably tell uh, Callum's not here at the moment he's buying us a beer so we're, we're free to talk about this quite openly without without him uh, how would you describe it? winding? Windy. we'll go for winding yeah, and doing that rumble thing of like, as soon as the clock goes down to five, or, you know, yeah, so you I get know. all that. Yeah, I know, I know, sorry guys, yeah. 13.50 until the show itself proper starts. We're not going to talk for 30 minutes and 50 seconds, don't worry. But, uh... And my voice has come back, hooray. It has, it has. <laughs> and as Ben goes, in, Ben's goes in sympathy, I notice. It has, yes. I've started talking like Kevin and Perry. There's a target reference for everybody non-British listening, but uh, yeah. Place to be Nation Wrestling Network, Ben. Right, in terms of what we talk about, in terms of the crowd, I'd say you're probably about 10,000 seats short of a sellout. They'll go there, we're still 10 minutes to go. They'll get there. They'll well, get about 4,000. I'm, I'm just thinking about the fact that that one end's just not being used. Yeah, I should say the far end is completely tarped off. There's a huge Welsh flag there on the upper tier. And that's probably about the equivalent of about nope. 11. Oh. I know everybody, British crowds, I know, I know. Yeah, so you're probably talking about 10,000 seats out of a 70,000 seat esteem, so there's still going to be an easy 60, let's say 63, 64,000 in here. Yeah, the attendance is fantastic, it really is. We don't mean to be, you know, snarky about it. It's utterly fantastic. We're not, we're, not. we're just... 60,000 plus are going to be here. No, there's a huge cost of living crisis going on here in the country at this point, and the 60,000 people to cough up their hard earned to come here at the beginning of September, 
a soppy moment. It's genuinely what? heartwarming. What? It really it's a is. It is, yeah. Even, no, even, cynical even cynical types like Ben Locke and I putting my arm around Ben right now. He's giving him a slight rib digger, you know, doing a slight one. You know, that's where we are right now. What can the crowd see? I wonder if somebody's here at the front. Well, it's the WrestleMania priority pass. Do you think that's part of it? No, I'm thinking like the, the ring sighted are actually. Oh, yeah, so it is. Okay. Yeah, we're just shilling WrestleMania. Who cares about that, eh? That's not till April, that's fine. We're never going. We might. <laughs> you hear that, Scott? We might, you know, press passes. 30% Scott. <laughs> and that's our first offer. So, Clash at the Castle has just concluded. And I'm sure by the time you listen to this, you will know the results of the main event. Sitting next to Callum McDougall, we certainly know about it. And let's just say, right now in the heat of the moment, I think you might have a bit of a case to be pretty pissed off. Not how I would have done things, let's say that. And Triple H, no, he goes into this morning and talks about putting smiles on people's faces. Yeah, you, you can take the man out of the reign of terror, but you can't take the reign of terror out of the man. More later. So, we made it out alive. We are now back in Newport of a tiny rubble pub. Time for last orders, like I said we were going to. About half past 11 is the current time. Chewing it all over with a pint to mix some metaphors. And well, gentlemen, Clash of the Castle is now in the books. I think an open question is probably our order of the day, at least to begin matters. Just looking at the faces around me. Let's go to Ben Locke first. Uh, so ben, general thoughts on Crash at the Castle, highlight matches, I had a great, everything about the office. Well, I personally had a great time, and I, I can't speak for other people here. <laughs> but like, throughout the six matches, I would say you had one great match, two very good matches, two pretty good, and one average, and that's fine. But as a whole for the show, the atmosphere was fantastic. It was paced very well, you know, it was pretty much, you know, over and done with by half past nine, so a good, you know, three and a half hours, boom, boom, in, out. And yeah, I, I know Callum will have complaints about the main event, but I enjoyed myself and I, I thought it was very good, I thought it was a very good show indeed. Hands phone over to Callum against Better Judgment. Yeah, I thought it was a very good show as well. Um, I thought undisputed match of the night was Gunter against Sheamus. That was, I mean, that was getting from our section anyway, I don't know how it came across on the live show, but our section anyway were absolutely loving it. Um, the, the rest of the show was really good, the six women match, even the pre-show match, like Mad Cat Moss was decidedly inoffensive. Which <laughs> is, is all you can really hope for. Uh, I thought everything from top to bottom was really good. I did miss a, a, a chunk of the, the live Sheena match, unfortunately, but um, everything that we saw up until probably the last 30 seconds of the show was 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 was, was fine. Um, I'll get my issues out just now, probably. Mansoor has his eyes. Is that Mansoor you call him? No, it's your man from NXT, Baby Uso. Baby Uso. No, the guy, the Saudi guy. No, Uso's brother. No, who's the Saudi guy? Oh, who is that guy? Is it Mansoor? Mansoor, yeah, yes. yeah. So he's had his moment in Saudi Arabia. Oh, I see what you're going uh, for. Buddy, my fair of all fucking people had Keep his moment. Life. Had his moment in Australia. The Bulldog had his moment at Wembley 30 years ago, and how do we celebrate it? By bringing up the fucking third Uso. The one that doesn't have a DUI can actually travel over. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I thought the match up until that point was really good. Tyson Fury. Like, I was ready to explode when Austin Theory came down, Tyson Fury sorted that one out. I'm not a big Tyson Fury fan, uh, but no, top to bottom, I thought it was fantastic. More on that later. Yeah, um, it's always hard to judge a pay-per-view, or maybe really anything when you're watching it live, be it a football match, a concert, anything. You probably do need to watch it back to really be able to view things with a critical eye. Because I admit I got caught up in it. And even a cynic like myself, I was hollering and hooting and jumping and slapping my knee around and what have you oh, at inappropriate oh, moments. Oh, oh. 
I wasn't doing that, obviously. <laughs> there, there are limits, ladies and gents. But yeah, I agree with the comments that the show was extremely well paced. There were six matches. I remember saying beforehand that it probably felt a match light, but I think I was proved wrong on that. There's flew by, there was no real fat to be had. It was match, advert, match, advert, match, advert, but that's fine. No, I wouldn't say the show dragged at any point. There was no real extraneous stuff on there. Yes, you could probably quibble about the women's title match, but it was fine. Everyone gave a decent account of themselves in that one. Like Gunter versus Sheamus was oh. one for the ages, and oh. I would say better than most of us even hoped for, really. The fact that they were given what felt like about 20, 25 minutes, and they gave each other 20, 25 minutes of many other things, as a look at Sheamus' chest and they go by. We can and will quibble and debate about the booking of the main event. I've got plenty of that to say about myself. Like, this is like... What was the uh, the first ever Twitch we did? Was Helen herself 2021? And it was the night that Drew lost the belt for the first time. And I feel just as... I felt worse then than I do now. Really? Uh, you could have fooled me. Yes, well, I was in the middle, like, we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic at that point. <laughs> um, this was fine. You got... Uh, well, was it, was it fine? Probably. I, I had no problem with him losing. It was just, it was more the way it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think in our heart of hearts anybody ex really, really expected Drew to win now. Mm. But if you're going to do this, just have Roman beat. Or have Sammy be the guy in the hoodie, if you. Yeah, that'll make more sense, wouldn't it? You know, like Maggie Simpson in the fucking thing. Just. Roman wins a close but clean contest after 20 minutes. We're not quite. Yeah, don't go half an hour and don't do the fucking visual pins. I know they like to do that. And this is, I think, one of the things that Triple H needs to sort out. Mm. A lot of people in the last few weeks have been saying how great everything is now and there have undoubtedly been improvements. I don't think anybody can dispute that. They really, really have been. But it's going to take a long, long time. This is, pun intended, evolution, not revolution. And that was very Vince McMahon booking at the end. Yeah. Even before you get to the fucking venue, the city, the country, the thing was taking place, which. Again, like I say, I won't pretend I wasn't expecting Drew to lose here, but if you come that close and you do the old banana skin, now when he hits the fucking claim, when he get a 2.9 count, you might as well put it down for the three and ask questions on, you know, there you go, I must have pulled the spear, sir. Just ask what questions later on the Monday, you know? Yeah. That, that's the thing that gets me. Have Roman win decisively if you're going to do that. Don't pull the rug on different people. You're not quite in you're not quite in Roman Wins LOL territory yet, but you are bloody close. I would say you've got one foot in the door now. I mean they're quite lucky because there's no such thing as killing the town anymore. Mm. I mean if they do do something like this anywhere in this <laughs> Fucking killed me <laughs> <laughs> Very much an outlier McDougal. But if they do do this in I don't know Edinburgh again next year, they're gonna get sixty thousand. They're a fucking Murrayfield, of course they are. Because mm. it's the brand that sells and that ain't gonna change. That's been whoever's in charge, right? So they can afford to do this, but that doesn't mean they should. So just one more question, gents. Uh, do you think Clash of the Castle, in general, everything that's surrounding it as well, has been a success? Apart from the uh, queuing system at, New at Cardiff train station, but we're, that's not the WWE. Well, not even I can blame Triple H for that. No, that's not. No. <laughs> no. no, but the actual so the actual event itself and the card and. The effort that they went into it, yeah, it's got to be an unqualified success. Callum? Oh no, definitely. It's, um, it's no mean feat, and like, you, you have been saying it's like B-show level, like six, six, like, and it was, it was like, maybe like a, an eight and a half show level, not quite your SummerSlam, yeah, yeah, yeah. not quite your Royal Rumbles, but certainly it wasn't, it's not Extreme Rules, it's not Hell in a Cell, but even for that level of card to sell 66,000 tickets. Oh yeah. And is is a hell of a is a hell of an effort. Let's be fair, as the jaded old cynic that everybody knows that I am, they definitely got me excited and involved in the show. As as great as the Drew entrance of the Drew chance were, just that. I mean, I mean, I don't know how it came across on TV, but that edge pop was just unreal. Yeah, that's absolutely. Edge, edge, edge pop was unreal. Sensational. Yeah. And uh, like I say, and Seth was and Seth and Matt Riddle was like even like better than I thought it would be. Seamus Gunther even better than I thought he was going to be. But I will have to meet, I will want to watch you back so I don't make a SummerSlam 2021 <laughs> error of judgment. I think 
an unqualified success this yeah. pay-per-view has. Everything that surrounds it, right from the very second when they first announced the tickets, and when you're walking around Cardiff and you see all the billboards up there, you know, it just felt important. And so many people descending on the city, everybody was approaching it in the right spirit, and there was a great mood wherever you went. And I just, I do really do think that's important. Yeah. I, you know, we do. I always find it quite bizarre in many ways, and I include myself in this as somebody who presents three podcasts in the UK that we embrace pro wrestling and it must be said the WWE specifically so greatly in this country but when you witness it firsthand as I have over the last couple of days you know, here in Cardiff you're like okay then I get it now you know I know why they do this oh yeah it's there's a reason that they come over twice at they well and up until recent times they've come over twice a year and even now they're still coming over as often as they can uh, I'm sure I saw on Twitter somewhere that Triple H is saying they're looking to try and make this a yearly thing uh, because there is the market here and until as you say until they, they do something that does kill the town then it'll always be a, it'll always be a success um, there's a reason why and it's strange because like Impact would come over here and it would always be their, their, the only time a year they would make money is over here because we're, so we're like we will embrace live pro wrestling um, but this is just this was on another level. I've been to house shows, I've been to Monday Night Raw, but this was on another level altogether. 60,000 people descending into the city centre of Cardiff, um, which in itself is, at the best of times, a boisterous city, but the buzz around the, the buzz around the city, I think we said it in an earlier part, the buzz around the city before we even stepped foot in the stadium was unbelievable. Yeah, like the amount of people, like non, just, just normal people, like whether in a bar or even a taxi, just asking are you going to the show what's it going to be like and all that and not to get too cheesy or serious I think I presume, it's, I, I presume it's the same in America you know at the moment in this country we're in a time of great uncertainty with you know things your prices shooting through the roof we haven't even got a fucking proper leader of the country at the moment some would say we never ha- will have, but you know. <laughs> even after that, what you did, what we said. But the point I make it is, there was 60,000 people there willing to put their money down and just go out and have a great time. Mm-hmm. And that that should be applauded, you know. Long may it continue. Yeah, it's tremendous. I, you're seeing everybody there, and we can mock, and I think fairly so, the WWE, where they bring out the old put smiles on people's faces, canard, and it's. You know, it does stick in your craw sometimes. It's a bit of a cheese fest, but I'd rather that I'll tell you what. Up until the last thirty seconds of tonight, pretty much did it. I'd rather that then. I'd rather that than WWE Universe. I'd rather have people bring smile on people's faces than that. It did put like it did put a smile on like from the minute from the get go. Like, I, 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 I was even entertained with the pre-show match. Yeah. It does help that I do love the Street Profits. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, they are superb. But even like. I say it was. I said earlier on it was decidedly offensive. Mad Cat Moss was even. He's he, he's got a fire about him just now. They, it always seemed, the tone of the show seemed different. The, like, the, the only match, you know, Bailey was probably the third, the third most popular person. I, even I even second. Yeah, she got a great reaction. Didn't and, she? But she played it perfectly. She knew what was coming and she healed it up magnificently. And God love her. Yeah, and Abio, of course. I could, oh, yeah. There we go to get that in. I could just tell that the talent themselves are having a fantastic time, both face yes. and heel. When Dominic's heel turn, for example, the reaction of Judgment Day when they put camera pan back yeah. to just laughing was was glorious yeah. and little mullety prick. Everyone was everyone was just yeah. going. Yeah, we bad grateful bastards. Everyone was just going into it, and uh, it was it was just great. And I got the sense that the talent really loved the show as well. It felt like something for them, and that's marvellous. The the, the rush that you you must get, and I've never been in that position, I I will never be in that position, but to walk out having, like, just, like, like 66,000 people reacting to you, good, bad, or indifferent, like, they were just, it must be such a rush for them, and you can, you must be able to, it must be so easy for them to, to, like just take that that enthusiasm and just put it through because it was just like good, bad, or indifferent. The crowd reacted to almost everything oh, yeah. tonight. There was very oh few yeah, the crowd were not sitting on their hands for anything. Certainly no. in our section, it was everything from first match to last. That's there. Yeah. Well, that's there then. Little domestic across the road here, everybody. <laughs> the commentary. There's an old man shout. Old man shouts at Cloud. 
And the nice, and the nice lady who's there our drinks is putting the three chairs. Put the in. chairs away. There's a hen party across the way where the hen has just fallen. She's just fallen. Yes, the hen fell. Oh, no, no, we are not. I'm not shouting like that. So no, what are you doing? It says me you've slipped down the steps in the Millennium as well, so I can't say too Saturday night out in Britain, everybody. Exactly. Definitely an appropriate moment to close, I think. So, yes. say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Well, goodbye, everyone. Until, until next time, gents. Cheers, boys. That's very sanguine, Colin. Goodbye, everybody. So, I am now back in my hotel, Pearl and Express. Uh, just say goodbye to Mr. Locke, who's off to his opulent surroundings, whatever hotel he is at for the last few hours before he heads home. And yeah, that's it. And I wish my voice was in better, Nick. I might well re-record this a bit later. But I am going to keep it in because I want you to all get, as I said earlier, I want you to get the warts and all of this weekend, the Clash at the Castle. And the fact that my voice is completely and utterly fucked is all part of it, really, is it? Is it not? Well, it has to be, whether I like it or not, really. And what a fantastic weekend it's been. I just knew that meeting those two fellow special relations would be a complete pleasure. But it was even more so than I thought. They are top, top guys, as we say. And... Maybe Clash at the Castle 2 in Edinburgh, who knows? But for now, I think it's definitely bedtime. Good night, all. Good morning. So this is what my voice sounds like. Now, it hasn't improved from last time, has it? I'm just waiting till I've got to play all this back. So we're just going across the Prince of Wales Bridge, leaving Wales now, leaving Clash at the Castle behind. As I said yesterday, it's just great that WWE can come here and attract 60,000 people and what I think it definitely did for the city of Cardiff. You can really get the vibe around the place. And just the... I don't want to say putting smiles on people's faces because they like to overuse that one, but that's kind of what they did, main event aside. And I feel quite privileged to have been part of it, to be perfectly honest with you. No, the jury is out whether I'll be attending Clash at the Castle 2 in, as some people seem to think, Edinburgh next year. Probably not, is more likely, but I'll watch that one on the network after all. I've just been told that um, Michael Cole on commentary kept saying that the event was taking place in Cardiff, Wales, United Kingdom, so that's something I'm going to have to go back and check on the network too, if I can put myself through it. But yeah, we're almost heading back into our old Angle land now, and there you go. Boo, yeah, boo.